Yes, I'm a computer scientist and, um, um, you know, PhD from Indians of Science in AI topic. And I used to be a Hewlett-Packard researcher for around 17 years. I used to be a department manager as well. And um, uh, later I went on to head AI research for India for Xerox Corporation for about four to five years. That's when I changed my track. Um, I, um, um, I, I, I had a few people in my family detected with cancer. And I saw them disappear within one year. It was like crazy. And so that's when I said, okay, why do only research for the whole world? And when India is losing so many women for breast cancer, that's when I quit my job and started Niramai, which is the startup, which is using AI research to basically detect early stage breast cancer. Um, I can talk a lot about the AI and where it stands or and how we are using AI in Niramai and uh, how Nirma is saving lives using technology and and more. Tell me what you want to hear. Uh, Ma'am, so first, like, uh, we would love to know how Niramai functions. Like, can you tell us more about the Niramai itself? Sure. As I mentioned, Niramai is trying to solve one of the biggest problems in women's health tech, healthcare, which is uh, breast cancer, which is the largest cancer killer in women. 680,000 women die every year because of this disease. It's an issue. It's a big, big issue because breast cancer is completely curable. Nobody needs to die of breast cancer. People can live 30, 40 years after a surgery. The only reason why we are losing so many women is because it is detected late. Detected when there is a lump that is appearing and she you know, um, accidentally feels that lump, which means it's already two centimeters in size which is stage three by definition. Yeah. So this is an issue. How can we enable early detection? So we have come up with this new method where we just measure temperature variations on the chest and use artificial intelligence-based algorithms to analyze it to say whether there is an abnormality, what is the probability that it is actually cancer, and marking the area of likely abnormality so that a follow-up diagnostic workup with 
uh, an ultrasound or an MRI can focus on that area so that you know uh, you can get uh, early detection possible. With this, we are able to detect five millimeters of cancer as opposed to hand, which detects 25 millimeters. So it's many, many years before. We're able to do that in women of all age groups, you know, because mammography, which is very good, uh, but it does not work on women under 45 years of age. And also 50% of women above 45 tend to have what is called as dense breast, which means that whole body appears, or sorry, whole breast appears white in a mammogram, which is an X-ray, because anything dense appears white in an X-ray, right? It's a very well-known thing. So it's very difficult to find cancers, which are like hard, dense uh, activities inside a mammogram. So that's an issue which uh, which also needs to be addressed. So all of this is addressed using our technology where we just measure temperature. We measure about four lakh temperature points per person and analyze these temperature points to generate this report, which I talked about. And uh, so it, this is enabled using artificial intelligence. So I can tell a bit more about the AI itself, for example, right? So um, we look at the thermal images and extract uh, um, thermal abnormality determining patterns, I would say, uh, with about 117 different patterns are extracted. Some of the patterns are just statistical difference between the left and the right side, you know, just to get a relative temperature difference and, and mean, max, and all of those kind of stuff, statistical values. And some of them are also related to um, what we call as hotspots. We identify some some areas as hot spots, you know, the threshold for something to be hot is also determined using machine learning. And so it becomes hot spot. And once it's hot spot, we start analyzing the shape and structure of it. When I say we start analyzing, all of these get into a machine learning model. So basically these are different type of features, vascular features. We have a new algorithm to detect blood vessel structure from thermal image. And after that, we analyze the uh, the structure in terms of the length of the blood vessel, the amount of uh, you know branches they are there, and so on. So basically, this will become a whole new set of features for a machine learning model. Then there's thermal features that we talk about. It's more like spatial thermal analysis. Then we also have analysis on certain parts of the breast where there is likely to be more malignancy a possibility. So all of these features and additionally some deep learning stuff, which actually gives you a lot of uh, machine learned uh, features, all of these go into multiple classifiers. And then you actually get a number or set of numbers, which are set of probability values, a combined use of which is uh, basically determining whether somebody is malignant or not. It's a long answer to your question, but I just wanted to go deeper because you're all good scientists and you need to know the details. Ma'am, so um, how did you go about uh, building this company, like the Niramai company, and assembling your team? I seen your Wikipedia wiki page that you have like amazing set of people helping you building this company. So how was your journey in building this company? Yeah, <clears throat> so basically, as I said, you know, I started this company when I lost two of my cousins to breast cancer. And I was this lab director. Uh, you know, this was a small project I had started in the lab. Um, and, uh, so I, I just had like thought I should quit. Right. And then, um, I asked two of my uh, team members uh, at that time, the technical uh, people who are working with me right now, Dr. Shiva and Himanshu, uh, I asked them, see, I'm planning to do this. Would you, would you be willing to come? Of course they thought through, how is it going to be? I said, we'll be creating the first ever thorough imaging based device that will be accurate. And so it'll be a very exciting startup journey. 
and uh, he said, okay, if you are doing it, yes, I think it'll be good. I'll come. So these two came in. I had one other friend uh, also, actually, she was a program manager in my lab um, for a particular product. And uh, so I asked her as well. And um, um, though I had done management education earlier in Kellogg, Chicago, uh, you know, she was actually from IMB. So I said, oh, it'll be good to get uh, attention. She's already worked in startups. Otherwise, I had already always worked in corporate. So I called her out, Nidhi, who joined me. Um, first, initially, we thought uh, she, she will join as a marketing advisor. That's what we thought. And then later, seeing her passion, I said, why don't you be a co-founder? And so she said, yeah, sure. So she came in. And so we were four of us founding team. Um, oh, first thing was uh, we had started this work uh, in my previous organization. So that means we had to um, make sure that uh, the IP that is created, uh, which already belonged to the company, had to now belong to the new company. So we had to do a lot of legal work. I had to work with so many people internally uh, with the IP teams and uh, explain to them why we are doing, figure out what is the money we have to pay them uh, in order to take it out. And then um, next was get the money to pay them. <laughs> so so I said, can you give me three months time and I'll find some way of getting you the money. So I came out and uh, on Jan 1st, 2017, we started pitching uh, to investors, right? And uh, I'm so glad, uh, you know, we pitched to the uh, two investors on, I guess, Jan 1st and 2nd. And both of them said, they're very nice. You know, I, I want to invest. It was like, oh, really? Then, of course, we pitched a few more. Of course, they said, I, I will not give you all the money you want, but I'll give you a little bit. You have to find others. I said, okay, that's also good for me. So we started off with that. And, uh, I, you know, within one month, we were able to pull together uh, funds enough for us to, uh, um, you know, take the IP out of my previous organization, as well as buy a few thermal cameras for experimenting because at that time thermal cameras cost 25 lakhs okay and where do I get this though of course I did have a small bank balance but I didn't have that big a bank balance so uh so that was good so we raised the first round of um you know um series uh, sorry we call it seed round uh with uh with five investors helping us uh create this uh pool and then um, then there was no stopping it was about really is this product helpful can I really put it in a hospital so I started looking for hospitals who can take said like, what? You're an AI scientist. You want to come up and tell us that there is a new method of detecting breast cancer. I've never read it in my tons of books I read in the 30 years of my experience. So this is where we started off with uh, when we talked to the doctors. Obviously, I'm not going to tell them like, you know, start giving it to the end user. I, I just told them, sir, no, that can I put this in your system, in your hospital? and compare it with standard of care. We have created some AI model, but we also need more data to build better AI models. So that was uh, how we started some collaboration with HCG, Manipal um, Hospital a little bit, and, um, and and also a couple of other hospitals. So we wrote formal proposals to get, uh, get us ethics committee approval to say, we are not doing any harm in actually doing these experiments. And also um, instantly I Googled a lot, is anyone using thermal imaging? And to my um, surprise and uh, luck, I would say, uh, there was one doctor uh, by name, Dr. Ramprakash, sir, who was using thermal imaging on his patients. 
Uh, but he was also doing ultrasound, but he, he was using it. And he was almost the first one who brought in thermal imaging because thermal imaging has been around, right? So that the problem is it was not accurate enough. So I went to him, I took an appointment. He said, I've come in for a scan. I said, no, sir, I'm coming for a scan, but you know, I, I really want to discuss uh, collaborations. So I spoke to him. He understood that I'm really trying to help people. So I said, okay, I will collaborate with you. But over the last four years, or eight years, I think, huh, last eight years, I've only done 300 scans. Are you going to do anything with this? I said, that's fine. Let's start with that. Okay. So we got that. And also we had done uh, initial collaboration with another hospital and 72 cancer patients alone. So with that, we started our model, built the first model, um, said, okay, this is something. It's able to differentiate from left and, you know, uh, abnormal and normal <clears throat> between the left and the right and so on. And uh, then... Um, um, we thought, okay, let's just get started. You know, we had to improve a lot, you know, with this false negative, false positives, you know, some of you are AI scientists, then you have to actually go into those uh, cases which are false negative, false positive, literally stare at them to figure out what, that, what other semantic features I can add. And then read about a lot of literature in this area to see what other uh, features we can add. Because it's not good enough to just feed into a, a deep learning model and uh, get the answer, right? So that was also an issue. So uh, we managed to move from 72% to 90% plus uh, accuracy, sensitivity and specificity. And that was good enough. For, so I said, okay, let's go for a clinical study, right? Because if you go to a hospital and say, <clears throat> it's working, you take it. You said, ah, you did it in the lab. How do I believe your answer? Yeah, sure. You know, people can trick, right? So I said, okay, fine, fine. Don't believe me. Why don't you do it on your own patients? So there was one doctor, Dr. Sudhakar, sir, from HCG. He said, I don't believe, but you can use it on my patients, no problem. Uh, anyway, this is not harmful for the person because it's just measuring temperature. But uh, I will not look at your data. I will give you uh, my answers based on mammography and ultrasound. You have to test. I said, yeah, sure. So we went through the ethics committee approval and, and so on. And uh, we came out with uh, very good results. It actually took two years. But before that itself, when he started seeing good results, he said, yeah, this is looking good. I'm going to work with you to make this better. So Dr. Sudhakar is one of our uh, mentors and advisors even today. And both Dr. Aptaka sir and Dr. Sudhakar are almost part of Niramai now. So uh, from there, it started, you know, more and more studies, <clears throat> publishing those studies in peer-reviewed journals, showing that to more doctors and getting their approval and so on. So uh, that's the clinical part of the journey. And then we had to come together and say, will somebody pay? <laughs> so, you know, within one year, uh, first we said, okay, we will not go and kind of, you know, <clears throat> give it in hospitals because it's a diagnostic testing. But screening is is one thing where we can start because there was cancer society like Karnataka Cancer Society, uh, which um, uh, which was doing hand examination because that's the standard, you know, will I find a lump? I said, went to the vice president and said, sir, Mr. Suresh, uh, you know, I know you're doing hand-based examination. Can I add thermalytics to it? We're just going to find more people. We will bring them here and then do. If you find somebody in clinical basic examination, bring them also. We, we don't worry. So he said, yeah, that looks like good. You have some good results early also. So we started off first with Karnataka Cancer Society and another society in uh, Dehradun. Two places they agreed. Uh, we happened to sort of go there in Dehradun. And so that's why we got them. That is Dr. Sumati and this. And then that was uh, that was the starting point. You know, we started giving screening outside uh, the uh, homes in rural areas using it and cre created a lot more data also to validate, right? We Sometimes we did call out false positives. 
then we said okay let's how to sort of you know reduce the false positive so like that you know long story short you know we are here after five and a half years uh, one and a half years two years was just about finding two years is about covid nobody coming for screening and saying how do we live more and uh, trying to use the same technology for fever test but now we have it in uh, 158 locations in india in 29 cities in india uh, we've done 70000 screenings a lot of women have gone through we have 12 international publications comparing our results with the uh, mammography ultrasound mri biopsy and we are surprisingly be able to detect many many more cancers that mammography has missed which means it can actually complement mammography wherever mammography is already there and more so it can become the standard for breast cancer when mammography is not affordable accessible or are available as well so this is where we are we have an outreach division just doing rural camps and corporate camps and we are very excited about the breast cancer awareness month where we are announcing a lot of uh, you know um, starter kit we say people who want to provide breast cancer screening in villages they can just do it at a very very low cost uh, because we also built a lower uh, cost model of the thermal camera and more smarts in the ai so that we can work with lower resolution cameras and uh, yeah uh, we are in big big hospitals like hcg naranarudhyalaya and uh, and and many other places i see you are from isr tiruvananthapuram just this morning i had a, a chat with a big very big hospital who are going to start it shortly as well as we recently launched in keyhole hospital in kerala as well so it's been an exciting journey a lot of learning as a techie a lot of learning as a business new business uh, person and huge learning from a clinical side as well and uh, thanks for asking this question and bearing with my long answer <laughs> that's totally fine uh, ma'am uh, can you just give me one second i'll just you have to pause recording so i think you are not record oh you are recording Ma'am, that was actually very insightful, ma'am. Like such a long journey of Niravai. I mean, it's it's very inspiring to actually know like how it was brought up and how many people helped, you know, in bringing up this entire organization. Ma'am, so uh, when you introduce this thermal thermal analysis, like how did people perceive it? like uh, when you met patients like how did they feel this different system of you know detecting breast cancer yeah so that's a good question uh, so the first time we did and i was only doing in the beginning i was doing all the screening now we have a army of people doing this uh, 200 plus people are trained in this right so at that time first uh, i said okay first time was just to try it on your friends right just to get feedback so uh, if i was in a cohort uh, where there were like five startups and i said okay can we just do it on each other similarly we are going to try your other star, you know uh, techniques so uh, we went there uh, and then i just realized i was supposed to see the person who's my friend without clothes i mean like how do i do this i mean it's like it's good but you know but i don't want to do this i'm not comfortable she is not comfortable then i came up with this i guess a brilliant idea it was that i said why don't i put a uh, curtain 
you put the uh, thermal sensor on one side and the laptop on the other side. So you see, there is a USB cable running. I just put a curtain in between. Okay. Okay. And, and, and everything else is the same. And bingo, this test became a privacy aware solution where nobody sees the person or touches the person during the test. So she's sitting like a room. Now we have actually made this a little bit more and it's like almost like a small compartment we create. The lady is inside, technician is outside. We have a longer USB cable, all of that, right? So we also have a wireless one and so on. So, but that was a starting point because you asked about how did patients react? First thing was, I, oh, I have to see her like without clothes and she also felt uncomfortable. I said, let's put it. And it came out really, really well. And then that we made it as a main thing. So because of this, now, wherever we go for rural camps or urban camps, they've never ever seen or experienced a test where they just have to get into a room, close the door, remove their clothes, like a changing room. Nobody is inside. They're alone. They just sit for 10 minutes and come out and report to be ready. It's such a simple, seamless experience. You trust me. Um, everybody loves it. To make it more concrete, uh, even in rural areas, for example, right? Uh, you know, we put a screen, sometimes the screen, so now we tie a rope and put a like a bed sheet type thing as, uh, uh, <clears throat> you know, um, a low uh, tech as possible. Um, then also people are very, very happy because <clears throat> one, somebody is asking them about breast health. <clears throat> Second, nobody is seeing or touching them. <clears throat> in fact, we have had people who come in and almost touch my uh, feet and say, you did such a wonderful thing for me, right? And I said, okay, no, 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 don't do this in villages. They're very, very thankful about somebody who's asking about their health. Can I, can I pause? I just really need water. <clears throat> You'll do the editing of the video or you need help? That's fine. We'll just manage it. Yeah, you can edit the, you know. Okay, so uh, this is uh, this is the main thing, right? You know, and uh, we also did a formal survey because all of this has to be scientifically proven. I can't just say Gita said good. No, said let's do a formal. We had a twenty point questionnaire we created. And uh, we shared it with uh, people from rural areas also and in, in the local language. We asked them to write uh, answers to the experience and so on. Everybody has said, I really like strongly love it, mildly love between these two. Like 97% said strongly like 3% said, okay, I like it, right? In a medium. <clears throat> That's a varied uh, level of perseverance because there's a 10 minutes of uh, cooling that is needed. So uh, that's the one of the main reasons I feel like, you know, we should continue because women really love it. It's able to find their cancer early. And there's so many women who found it in uh, using this test. And then uh, only then they've gone for a follow-up diagnostic workup and then found that it's cancer, got treated, and they come back and say, thank you. So it will save my life. You know, it's it's huge, huge for a techie who's, uh, who's only saw things, uh, uh, you know, in, in a different area before, right? You know, really, this is, this is hugely impactful. Um, Ma'am, so uh, since you have gone to many areas and you have conducted a lot of screening in camps, do you think 
what are the challenges that you faced while you know reaching out to people spreading awareness about breast cancer screening how important it is for women to get breast cancer detected early uh, what was the social stigma with breast cancer among women and even men i guess uh, even men can get breast cancer so right men can also get breast cancer let's solve the women first because men is one in 1000 and yeah. women is one in 26 in india one in seven in us so most likely one in seven here as well so um so yes uh, i think the main challenge is creating awareness which you just mentioned right people are not aware that uh, you know in a room of uh, 15 to 20 people there may be one cancer for sure you know it's crazy right and uh, so this is very very important people are not aware that uh, what are the symptoms of breast cancer so typically just before this you know uh, call i uh, did have a very big uh, session on what are the risks what are the symptoms and then what do you need to do to proactively do early detect early screening uh, or a regular screening and early detection so <clears throat> so things like um, when never there is an unseen lump you know come to a gynec you know it's something you know it's obviously could be stage 3 because you're feeling in your hand but that is very very critical if you see changes on the skin um like a orange peel or something you should go to a gynec one of the breasts and then any kind of discharge that's coming in you know you need to go so simple three things let them do you know there are several other things we can talk about just these three things you know we have to create awareness you know each one of you should go home and talk about this you know and also there is this little bit of a stigma over breast you know there have been cases where i will say uh, you know i say giving talk on ai for breast cancer uh you know a technical conference they'll remove breast and say ai for cancer i said why did you remove breast what is wrong it's you can talk about leg hand what is so you know um why you have to be shy about it right so i think that's a very very another important part of it you know just because using your using your breast it doesn't always mean anything bad right you know it is a part of the body right like a head and an eye and whatever right so that's how we should think about it and if there is this kind of an organ which can kill people why do we want to hide this name and hide anything so that's the first next thing and if you really feel comfortable i i tell many many times unnecessarily also many times so they feel comfortable about that right it's very important second uh, uh, that's the second one i guess and then the third one is also a uh, little bit of uh, this is mostly in northern uh, you know parts of india i have seen that there is this sort of uh, um stigma as you mentioned right uh what if uh, others come to know that i have breast cancer and they won't marry my daughter something like that right but the fact is only 10% 10% of breast cancers are hereditary in nature not 90% 100% so it's not even uh, like sure case or anything it's just she has to be careful if uh, she is a mother of or a granddaughter of sorry daughter or granddaughter of uh, a breast cancer survivor um her a breast cancer patient so so this is another fact that we need to talk about so these are the awareness issues next uh, of course uh, we have uh, once we actually tell them about uh, neuromite test and it's just a simple thing where they just sit in front of the device they actually are very open in fact they are more open when we do this in groups i found screening camps being extremely important because when you go there everyone is doing it they will also do it it's like hum sab shopping chalenge <laughs> it's something like that right they all come together and there is more awareness more adoption 
and uh, less hesitation. And uh, so this is uh, this is a mantra we've used. A lot of camps we do, and corporate camps also. It could be urban ladies, rural ladies, everybody. Apartments we do together. So these are some of the things uh, that uh, we are explicitly doing. Of course, in a hospital, when a person has come in for, let's say, uh, annual health checkup, that is another place where you include it. And then they're happy. They're actually completely happy to do it because there's absolutely, no, you know, very simple test. But sometimes they don't want others to know the answer, which I'm okay. Like we generally keep it completely privacy where nobody will know that what, what is the answer. And, uh, you know, they can also get cured without nobody knowing if that is an issue, right? But basically, issue is detect early, save lives. That's it. That's a very good mantra, ma'am, that all the ladies, all the girls should know, actually. Yes. Ma'am, so uh, more of a women-based question. Your journey as a women entrepreneur is indeed a great inspiration for all of us. So could you tell more about your personal experience as a women entrepreneur? Uh, in this field, uh, how did you establish, like, as a women entrepreneur, how do you feel your journey? Right. So, uh, firstly, uh, for somebody else to have confidence in what a lady is telling, telling newly, uh, sometimes it's an issue. Um, what has happened, you know, it's it's not just for entrepreneurship, uh, even during my Hewlett-Packard days or uh, Xerox days, you know, I've, I've I presented in multiple forums, led many, many big, big teams, very smart people in my team as well and colleagues. Um, initially, it was very difficult. I will not hide that, especially when I started my career, it was extremely hard to sit around the table and argue that my idea is, is good enough to be considered, right? Because always people used to snub me and not listen. If I'm talking also, they are talking over me, not letting me talk. All of this used to happen. So I decided, you know, um, uh, you know, and, and then you, you you give an idea. They'll ask such a, you know, implementation question, which you would have only answered if you have implemented it. But there's so many people giving ideas. So so that's why I used to spend uh, almost double the, triple the uh, effort to first uh, prove that the idea works at my home. I used to do a lot of late night, uh, you know, experiments. Implement it fully. And then you will say, I have an idea. Okay, listen. Oh, no, no, it won't work. It works. How will you do this? You have the answer. I'll show you. Here is the thing. That I had to do, which you can imagine, you know, where the rest of the people are just saying some overall idea, right? You, I would start with that and then say, here is the result. Then they would like all get shocked. Said, okay, there's something I need to listen to because everybody's interested in the, the benefit of uh, anything, whatever we're doing. So I did this like, three, four, five times or whatever number of times initially. And then the sixth time when you actually tell the idea at the idea level, they accept, right? So this was the mantra that I had to use. Of course, I'm very old compared to you all young ladies and girls. So now the situation is much better. People know that women also can do good stuff. Women also can be smart, <laughs> can also have ideas which work. So it's a little bit more accepting world, uh, but in my time, it was not so good. And also in my master's in IAC, like we were two people in the whole crowd of 150 males, right? You know, so uh, it was also, I was very shy, you know, I, it was very, very difficult for me to sort of, uh, you know, interact with people. It was, I've gone through it, grown, of course, now I can go into any room and and, and debate. That's a different thing. It's, it's what life teaches you, but... So that uh, that uh, two things, right? You know, uh, we, we 
um, kind of do double to actually be half equal. <laughs> you know, uh, that is how I started. But what happens is during this process, I was actually setting my own credentials, right, in different forms. You know, I was taking up very challenging jobs. In fact, in my first job, I remember I, I can say CDAC, that's when I started. I was a gold, med gold medalist from IASE, the topper of MTech, uh, right? And, uh, and I go there, I'm putting into, put into testing team. Okay. And of course, there are my colleagues who joined in and, and, and they were doing good stuff. And then, so I said, okay, I, there's a learning. So I spent one year in the testing, learning how to integrate, build supercomputer. It was a nice thing I learned, but I got bored because I can do more, right? And uh, so I told them, you know, I can do more and they kind of did not listen. I said, chalo, I'm going to quit. So I got another job, um, you know, they themselves approached me. I said, okay, so it was a developer lab. They knew me as a researcher in ISC. So that way they had uh, trust in me. They called me and I said, I'm joining you. They were giving me less salary. I said, okay, I'll join you. No problem. I'm, I don't want to work for salary. I really want to do good job, good work. So I went there and uh, I mean, no, I didn't go, sorry. I got the point, an interview I went there and I got the appointment and I came back and said, I'm resigning, right? And then these people are like, within one year you're resigning. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I can do more and you're not giving me challenging enough opportunity. Then um, uh, they said, where are you going? This particular place and it was good. And I'm going, you know, uh, so this is what is it? They said, oh, you're all only saying you want more work <laughs> for the same salary. I said, I'm not asking you to increase my salary. So then suddenly there's a revelation that, you know, uh, somebody else has found her better. So I think she's better. So that is how it started. And I was given a good job, good uh, project. I led uh, the whole proposal implementation of uh, a completely new, at uh, that time it was, um, what you wrote is GPU today, right? Uh, at that time, uh, you know, I'm talking about 20 years back, right? So that's the kind of thing I had to create. So it was very exciting and, and we came out with flying colors and they really like, after that, there's no stopping, I would say, right? Uh, I've been given, uh, you know, very challenging uh, uh, opportunities and I have been open enough to pick it up because I love challenges. I love uh, doing stuff, tough stuff, you know? So that's what it is. And it's like... Um, what I call like, you know, trekking. People like trekking and mountaineering, climbing rather than walking. I'm like that, you know. I, I really love, you know, if there's a lot of problems around. <laughs> so that's the thing. And um, and and yeah, initially it is difficult, you know. And I think and any of the women and girls listening, you know, if you know you can do better and if you know you can stretch, tell them, you know, because many times they assume everybody is weak and everybody can't do and So you tell them, right, you know, and, and prove to them. It's not just telling and grabbing. You have to prove. You prove your metal, right? And then things will happen. From an investor standpoint, all this helped, you know, because I had uh, a resume which looked good, right? You know, I was a principal scientist, uh, transferred six such ideas there. And uh, I had like many people who were able to give me references. Of course, the initial investor uh, spoke for um, one hour each uh, with uh, my professor and uh, my previous uh, boss to make sure that, you know, I, I, you know, I will be able to run this uh, company, at least on technical front. So, of course, they have done all the due diligence needed. They even went in and said, show me the code. I'm not sure that what you're saying is right. I said, yeah, here is the code. It does work. So we've gone through all of this detailed due diligence. It's nothing to hide. You know, we are doing the right thing, right? So that's, and just be open. Don't be defensive. It's okay. There are reasons why they're asking those questions. Maybe they're not asking it for another uh, startup. It's fine. Why do you want to worry? Like, you know, they're asking you, you have nothing to hide. You tell them, right? You know, that is how I took it. And... Um, you know, and uh, it's been uh, good so far. Um, of course, uh, 
you know, there's more scrutiny for sure and uh, more uh, proving the matter that is needed, uh, but uh, it can be done. <laughs> It was great, ma'am. Actually, it was very inspiring. I mean, to me, when I was, I'm listening, it's like such a good word. Like, it's inspiring me a lot. Thank you, dear. Ma'am, uh, so uh, in the point of Niramai, what do you think is the future for Niramai from now onwards? So now we have built this new method. It's there in 29 cities and we have a lot of big hospitals like uh, Medanta, you know, Apollo, uh, clinics and uh, HCG, all of them coming around. Uh, so, um, so I think uh, we are in a good shape in India. We are already, uh, you know, there are people who want like affordable devices. We have different products for uh, screening and triaging. We have different low cost products and then full detailed report. We have uh, proper ones which can stand up to mammography type reporting and so on. We recently got international approval. See, I am in this, like I've been in multinational companies. I know that, you know, many Indians believe that uh, when it is certified in US or Europe, it's actually better. So initially we started off like that. Let's get certification in Europe and in, in US. And then the Indian market will be much more acceptable, right? Because it's all about uh, making uh, the doctors comfortable about uh, using this. So hospitals uh, comfortable about recommending them using this and so on. So, so that's how we started, but uh, bingo, while I was doing this, I figured out that there's so many gaps in Europe and US and rest of the world that can be filled with this. There's so many women, similar problem like India is there in every place, every place. Even in the US, there are some states where there is 50% compliance to a free mammogram. People are not taking it, right? So, so all of this was a revelation. And so now my next phase of journey for Niramai's, uh, you know, growth is definitely we want to scale in India, right? We want to make this happen. Like almost every person needs to find a Niramai clinic at least 100 kilometers within. I mean, we can have more, but India is vast and so on, right? Um, more in, in, in urban and rural, we can do camps and so on. Uh, more importantly, I feel that uh, there is an opportunity for a Make in India product. I'm a, I'm a like a nationalist, Jai Hind and Mera Bharat Bahan and all of that. Um, so so I really feel very good about taking a Make in India product patented. We have 29 granted patents because along the while you have to keep on proving that it is innovative. It's not just enough to just go ahead and uh, uh, you know um, <clears throat> do the uh, um, innovation and say, yeah, it is innovative. Prove it. That's innovative. How do you prove? You do publications, patents, create that record. You know, it. You can't assume people will listen to you. People will trust you. You have to create those records. You know, and it, that's why those systems are there for other reasons too. But that's one of the reasons, right? So you create those records, and then I said, okay. Um, so we do have twenty nine granted patents. Using that, we can now claim that a Make in India product. Uh, can create revelations outside to prove this. Uh, we did, uh, you know, get selected as a top uh, uh, medical device company in a very recent, uh, 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 you know, event that happened in uh, Europe, uh, in France, particularly Grenoble. It's called Medfit event. Among all the different startups, 550 of them, or, or like 50 or some of them were actually selected for presentation. And then one was uh, given an award and that was Niramai. We've also won Commonwealth Digital Health Award, 158 countries in the in the NCD category, non-communicable diseases, not just cancer, across all, we were called out as the winner. 
we won the um, World Bank Award in Las Vegas. People would have heard about Consumer Electronics Show held in Las Vegas. So there, uh, we got uh, one of the four startups around the world who were selected as a Global Women Health Tech Award. We were also UMass, uh, Massachusetts, Boston, uh, top 10 medical devices in the whole world. We got uh, you know, so many of these and we're the only Indian company listed on the top 100 AI startups in the world. So all of these, you know, just uh, creating those records, it's not like just for the record sake. Uh, when somebody will like one friends or family, they say, okay, here is a competition. I think Niram, I should uh, you know, participate because you're doing very good job. So we just fill up the application and rest happens, right? You know, it's been like crazy. So with all this, I feel we have an opportunity to change the way cancer is detected in the whole world just with a Make in India product. So that is our next stop. <laughs> in that regard, it has to be more accessible, more aware. People have to be so comfortable doing this breast cancer test. Like you do a sugar test at home, glucose test. Don't worry about cancer, cancer. Just do it like regularly. So we're also coming up with a phone-based uh, check that anyone can download a an app and then start doing the check on uh, at, at home every month. You know, that's something. Right now we are looking at the usability testing of that, but um, yeah, that's uh, that's another one. And last but not the least, whatever we have done so far, Ananya, is for breast cancer. But the technique is applicable for several other type of cancers, several other type of abnormalities which are vascular in nature. And so we feel uh, there is a possibility of multiple partnerships and collaborations around the world that we can do to take this technique to become a new way of detecting abnormalities in the body itself, not just cancer. That's great, ma'am. Um, so like, as an ending, <laughs> the final question, what do you think about uh, or what do you want to tell to the emerging Indian startup companies that are coming up, uh, what do you what is your message to the younger generations who want to prosper and become entrepreneurs? Sure. So uh, first and foremost, I would first, especially women entrepreneurs, I'd say don't fear. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. That's the first confidence building thing. First of all, we have to believe in ourselves. Then rest will happen. Of course, it's not just believing. Of course, you put hundred percent on the job, on the task, what you're taking, and then rest will happen. Second thing for entrepreneurs, you know, it's not like, you know, startup journey is not like a glamorous thing. Like, you know, suddenly somebody becomes multimillionaire. Yes, that will happen. But that happens 2% uh, of the cases or something like that. I don't know the exact statistics, but very, very few startups make that happen. But I can clearly watch for it that a startup journey is the most rewarding and learning and knowledge gaining uh, exercise. You have to take it. If you have confidence in yourself to do it, and if you really feel that uh, you want to change the world in some little fashion or big fashion, entrepreneurship is the way to do it. That's the only way. Otherwise, you'll be blaming others for not doing something. Um, so there is you're walking on the road and you see some uh, like, a, like a ditch or something in the road. And then instead of complaining, you say, what can I do? Because you are also responsible for, you know, fixing it. So if you think of it like that, if you think of world's problems as your, your problem, and you say, I want to, uh, you know, solve one part of it so that you can be useful to the community, useful to the world, leave a legacy behind, if you can say it, right? All this is possible in entrepreneurship. Imagine you are in the driving seat and you can do what you like the most, which is solve that problem, which you feel so much about. So keep the passion don't get uh, 
you know, uh, disappointed. There are lots of, uh, you know, hurdles that you feel. There's so many reasons why something can fail, but it's up to you. It's a perseverance. It's your perseverance, passion, and confidence to solve. And you don't, you're not alone. Usually what happens when you have the intent and you're taking the leadership, the world will help you. Literally, I've seen so many, I have like tons of people to thank, right? For, for bringing us here. All of them have done little bit, little bit, little bit supporting thing for us, which is which has made us come here. And if I don't know something, I, I know like who is the expert I go to when I ask the person and they're so willing to give that answer because they all want to have some satisfaction of contributing to a journey. So that's why, you know, it's really more like a spiritual journey, you know, literally, you know, sometimes I feel, okay, Anyway, I feel like God is making me do this and, and so on and so forth. You know, it's like very, very good feeling. And uh, I'm sure all of you have some problem that you want to solve. And just jump. Don't worry. You no know, things will happen if you have the passion and perseverance and confidence in doing it. Thank you so much, ma'am, for these words. So it was a very insightful conversation with you, ma'am. Thank you so much for taking your time and you know, helping us out letting us know so many things about you and Niramai. Uh, so I would just stop the recording now.